Welcome everyone to the OG Pod. Today I have Timmy Gusto, a Austin Yo. comedian. Yo, Timmy welcome, Gusto. Welcome Timmy Gusto from Chicago. Yes, from I am from Chicago. He's a Midwest guy. So I just learned that you are too. Yeah. Michigan. Michigander. Michigander. It's like the lamest one. Michigander. You can't add gander to something, you know. Yeah, it's like what is yeah, Chicago in Michigander. It is funny. Yeah. It's funny. It's what goof. do they call it? Chicagans? Chicago. Sounds cool. Chicagoan. Okay. I think uh, we should shorten it to Chicago. 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 Yeah. I got Do people that. ever say that you have a Midwest accent? Most of the time they do. Yeah. 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 What are totally. the Midwest words? Like people used to say I said like hot dog weird dollar. Yeah, I think you do. Shout out to Kyler. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a crazy accent. It's like I don't know if it's real. Yeah. But I definitely do something weird that most people don't do with my voice. Uh, we're also in character today. I'm as my YouTube channel, Hot Takes. Shout out to hottakes.tube. Check it out. You are Tim. And I don't need no damn introduction because I'm fucking famous. Hell no, yeah. I'm just kidding. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your podcast or what's, oh, your, yeah. what's your show's name? So I have a podcast. It's called The Tim Weichselbaum Show. Good luck spelling that. Uh, but well, a- <laughs> spell it for us so we can find it. Eh. So it's W E I C H S E L B A U M. And uh, yeah, I'm nice. doing a podcast tour. This is part of it. Yeah, 2023. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm very happy to have you on. So you do a few things. You do comedy, you do podcasting. You've had your podcast for a year. Uh, what's, what are you excited about these days? What gets you going in the morning? I'm excited to just be one of the best comedians in this little cute little town oh, yeah. called Austin, Texas. I'm becoming one of the best. <laughs> the best of the best. I can't even finish that sentence. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just love that I'm starting to find my groove <laughs> Yeah. as a comedian. I've been doing my podcast for a little bit, so I'm getting pretty comfortable around a microphone. I just met you. Yeah. Well, we met at Romo Room back in the day at Creek a couple times. You remember yeah. that. You don't remember that? Oh, mm, <laughs> all right. Fine. <laughs> just, <laughs> just trying to make a good clip. Yeah, 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 but, um, but uh, we're, so we're so many people look sure. so many people look exactly the same. Yeah. So to get people to remember you, you kind of have to like dress weird or have a weird voice. Like, how long have you been doing stand up? I've been doing it for like two years, two and a half years. Uh-huh. I don't. I'm not like a comedian. Comedian. I mean, I would do stand up as often as they give me a free crowd, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, I, I I have a lot of comedic like intuitions or desires to be to desire to express things comedically there's so many avenues these days you can do it on podcasts you can do it in uh on youtube you can go do traditional stand-up um but stand-up is the hardest to break into by far so here's something i've noticed about you just in the few times i've talked to you um you don't seem mentally ill really oh that's a high praise (laughs) most people come off the or say the opposite really (laughs) yeah well, you hide it pretty well. Nice. I've been working on it. Yeah. <laughs> Smashing the bipolar down. I'm and taking cues the, from Kanye. Yeah. Let's bring, yes. Let's bring his name into this. Let's invoke Kanye yeah, viscerally invoke into the, the name episode. of Kanye um, West. The reason I bring that up is because a lot of comedians are cripplingly mentally ill. Oh, yeah. And that stops them from reaching their full potential. Yeah. Because it could be funny, but they can't stop doing drugs. That or they just alienate people that are trying yeah, to help people. them. It's yep. like, yo, dude, I'm just trying. I'm doing nothing bad to you, yet you're giving me these bad vibes or whatever. There's so many examples I could think of of how, yes. So you've done comedy for eight years. Well, 10, actually. 10 I've years. I've been in Chicago for eight years. And yeah. then I moved here a year and a half ago. So, yeah. 
and in my 10th or 11th year and what are your like goals and ambitions like if you could do anything last just to preface it last week i think i said that i the only thing i wanted to do was go on the road but now i'm flipping my position and i would say that it would be really fun to do a cruise now people think like you'd be stuck on the boat with them i just think you make it a joke i don't know no actually i'm I've, i actually have a little dream of being a boat act oh yeah one of my first jokes in comedy is like, you guys, uh, I'm just preparing to be a boat act. What's the boat act? Is that just like, like, a, 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 like yeah, yeah. yeah, anybody, just a, a performer who works on a boat. Huh, a boat act. It's a humble dream. You like, have to it's have not, good legs, seastead legs. You get sea legs. Sea yeah. Legs, yeah. I, I think it's something romantic about that, about being on the sea as, a perf- as an artist. Yeah, or a serial killer. Both of them are good. Nobody can get away from you. They have to listen to your stuff and they can't run. It sounds like a good screenplay idea, yeah. <laughs> the comedian serial killer. Maybe or a good happen. thing to actually do in real life. I don't know. Whatever floats your boat. Maybe later. Maybe when I'm older. <laughs> you know, I'll grow into it. I mean, so you, to answer your question, my my dreams and ambitions, like for real? For, for comedy, yeah, for real. Like okay. What would you want to do if you could do anything in... I've already pretty much got... Uh, I've already achieved a lot. Um, you know, I get laid pretty often from this, so that's already off the list. There you go. So let's talk about actual, like, real non-tangible stuff. Okay. Um, I want to make money. Do I want to be able to say that I'm a professional? That would be a goal. Uh, what does that mean? That means make like clearing at least fifty grand a year. That's a good number. Yeah, I want more. I would say a hundred is the is the real milestone. Once I start making a I feel like once you can make 50, you can make 100. Once you make 100, yeah. you can make 250, 500, right. whatever. I think you're prob- mostly right unless you're really scraping to get that to reach that fit. You never know. With comedy, it, you could be middle class. Well, yeah, I guess it depends because some people pop and then they fall out. But ideally, it seems like you would just slowly be growing constantly and forever. You know, you'd you would find think. the people that resonate with you, that like your stuff, and they grow with you and... As you would time goes think on. so, but some you would people, hope so, but maybe they, it doesn't they happen just that stagnate. often. I yeah, because there aren't that many people making really good money in yeah. stand up. Although, uh, we also both do podcasting and YouTube. I just think people do not understand the opportunity on YouTube. It's the only platform in the world that does rev share. They do rev share 55% with the creator. That's absurd. Uh, the yeah. majority of the money that YouTube makes goes to the person who posted the content. That's awesome. That is cool. And Instagram is starting to ask me if I want to monetize my reels. Oh, yeah? Nice. I don't know. Yeah, I just got that thing. It's like, yeah, I'm not quite ready, I don't think. But but, but they just have bonus pools. Like, they're not doing rev share. Okay. So, like, there's, like, a $10 million pool or something. So and you actually know the it. fine detail. Yeah, so, like, if you, have a, like, if you have a really good performing video, it doesn't really matter what the performance is. You're going to get an allocation from the pool. Uh-huh. If you have a really oh, good performing okay. video on YouTube, you're getting a rev share percentage cut. See, that's the thing about YouTube is like, yes, it pays good if you're mon- if you're able to stay monetized. People always complain yep. about demonetization, so I'm not there yet. You got to play by their rules for sure. I know I'm banned from Twitter already, which kind of sucks. Really? Timmy well, Gusto is banned yeah, we from Twitter. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what what happened? You can't you can't post anymore. Or? Yeah, I just get this this message that says, "Sorry, your tweet did not go through," and I tried repeal. Like, Elon, come yeah, on. Yeah, like it's I, I don't I'll know. I'll see if it's I can a, get him over and it, see if we can get this. It's fixed. a shadow ban. Yeah. Oh. It's it sucks, but. What can I say? What do you think of the shadow banning? It's disgusting. It's, it's real, a, right? It's an you attack. think it's real? Yeah. I think it's like causes a lot of mental distress. Oh, for sure. Like TikTok is notorious for that. You still get like 200 views per video, but that's it. Doesn't matter how good it is. 
it'll only get 200. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you know you're shadow banned. Or it maybe just sucks. I don't really don't I, know. I think most people that think they're shadow banned have boring content. You're, you're probably right. When I was first uh, putting videos on YouTube, I thought I was shadow banned. And I was like, my click-through rate is high. My retention graph is high. But that was only because like, I had an in-group of people watching the videos who knew me. As soon as I started getting to a wider audience, my click-through rate plummeted and my retention plummeted. Okay. And I'm like, okay, well, there's my work cut out for me. That's why I'm not getting recommended. Well, the reason I think I am is because compared to other platforms, I get nothing on TikTok. But the other ones, I get thousands. No, but so I had that same idea okay. too. Now I just think there's a lot of randomness in the algorithm. And um, that's why you always have to bring consistently good shit every yeah, you're single probably right. day. Consistent is the word I'm lacking. And I don't do consistent. I do the same format. Like I clip my podcast and it has... It's the same type of content, but totally different topics. So what do you talk about on your podcast? What so do you it's, get into? it's a self-improvement podcast. That's the nice. main topic. And then there's other topics, subtopics like mental health, how to work on that st type of stuff to become my best as a comedian. How do people work on their mental health besides drugs? That's my only answer. That's a good question. They have to do research. They have to just look it up. What is wrong with me? What is wrong? Until with you? you fucking find out. Until you stumble upon something that sounds right. And then you start doing the research from there. For me, it was ADHD. Okay. That was my crippling mental illness, which I'm now uh, treating, not cured, but I'm treating it right now very effectively. With Adderall. With Adderall. Nice. Yes. I'm a big fan of Adderall. Big do, fan. Do you use it's it got like, a bad rap. Do you take it like recreationally or uh, medically? Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, no, never. Just recreational. Uh, no, I would, it's well, fine. I think I take it medicinally or whatever that word right, is like right, I, right, right. therapeutically. Uh-huh. Um, I was diagnosed as ADD with a kid, oh, really? but yeah, okay. I just am not interested in anything that I think it's boring and yep. they call that ADD. And so Absolutely. I take their drugs. Absolutely. But you seem like, it seems like you're well, you're doing a great job though, because this place is, uh, spotless. Thanks. So I, you have, you're not showing signs. Uh, well, don't look in, you know, my garage yeah. or upstairs. It's spotless go. for you. This gotcha. is a, this is a podcast. Only Even just running this podcast, I like takes a lot of work, like yeah, repetitive producing. work. That's what ADHD people struggle with. It's like, I don't want to do the same fucking thing every fucking thing. But unless they're interested in it, you unless, know, like if you're interested, you have endless energy for it. But to stay interested in the same type, that's for me, it was a struggle and that just shows that I had a pretty severe case. Hmm. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. I'm going to pop these off. So, I mean, you could keep yours on, but a severe case to stay interested in things. Yeah. That just shows that, yeah, I, was, I needed treatment. Yeah. I needed intervention. I mean, recreationally, the euphoria is incredible. I've never found a feeling quite so good. Like people like talk about like Coke or whatever what is that 10 minutes you know and right. then you got to like re-up and like you look like a psycho like going in why does everyone do coke in a bathroom also like yeah. you're like the most degenerate it's almost yep. symbolic it's like the, the nastiest yep. thing you could do in the nastiest place you can do it my first time was at the comedy store holla oh nice if you want That's uh, a good shout out about that yeah, yeah. <laughs> first shout out to the co comedy store not doing comedy these two guys were just like, follow me into the bathroom. And I was like, I'm going to get That's killed. Awesome. Turned out to be the best night. <laughs> yeah, I've <laughs> never there. done Coke, um, but I know it's not good. I it's know not what good. it feels like because I do Adderall because yeah. it's just a short-lived, more intense. Same thing, though. Same fucking feeling of euphoria that you're talking about. It's a similar feeling. I, I think yeah, okay, Adderall is a lot the cleaner, same. actually. What do I well, I, Quicker come on. No, you're right. If you I, snort Adderall, 
<laughs> I tried that I don't once, do that. Yeah, I don't and do that. it was a terrible idea. Yeah. So I think I... Uh, yeah, it's funny you tried that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, there's the video out me. You know, I used to have this friend that used to collect videos of people doing crazy shit. And so I know there's a video out there somewhere. Okay. But I don't know. I mean, maybe it'll never be released, right? And maybe nobody will ever see it. But I'm not ashamed of it at all. Just yeah. trying stuff out. I think that uh, I had a big drug experimentation phase because I grew up Mormon. Um, and so very kind of like restricted background, you know, it wasn't bad, uh, great family, great parents, all that stuff. But, uh, after I got out of that box, I just started doing a lot of experimentation. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. now the only drugs I really enjoy is alcohol, weed, Adderall and mushrooms, I think are my four. That Those I are pretty much the ones I do minus the, the booze. That's when I had to cut out. Yeah, that booze is like the worst. You don't really get much therapeutic effects from yeah. it. It's purely just to destruct. And it's like pure. It, in like burn bridges. It's, like, it's pure destruction. Yeah. And it doesn't, uh, it has a high cost the next day. A high For cost. For sure. The only benefit is that it's fun. It's pretty fun, but I feel like you can get into that loose place if you just like did everything perfect that day. You know, like yeah. you woke up on time, you did your workout, you got your work in everything is dialed in you're just going to be loosey-goosey ready to laugh i agree that's why people right. drink is because they don't have their shit together that's all they can do is to drink to just forget about it just like can't fucking deal with this and it works and it feels great it works <laughs> and that's why they become alcoholics because yeah. it does work and it does feel great right but if you could only have one drug for the rest of your life what would it be I guess adderall really? to be honest because it's it, it helps me weed. it's a medicine though so i don't know if that counts uh, Adderall okay, if you're talking like recreational, who knows? Maybe weed or mushrooms, one of those. Yeah. Yeah, because those are very therapeutic. Have you done psychedelics? Of, I do them regularly. I took a little really? bit before I left the house. Wow, what ones? <laughs> Just what mushrooms. Mushrooms, okay. Yeah, they level me out. They put me in the right mindset to be creative. Microdosing? Slightly above that. Like I, don't, I want to feel it. Yeah. I want to feel something. Microdosing, yeah. you're not really supposed to. That's like... You're not even supposed to feel it. Yeah, I, I don't know that I have. Usually one gram, I'll feel something. Oh, that's way more than a microdose. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll feel yeah. something at one gram. For sure. Most yeah. people do, yeah. Yeah. For me, it's normally like this sick feeling that I get that takes like an hour or two, mm -hmm. and then I get the good times. But first, right. every single time, I have feeling, to go yeah, through the, the nausea and the nausea, slight anxiety. And right. yeah, yeah, I get more anxiety with weed. It's almost just like... yeah. I feel poisoned. I, I feel poisoned <laughs> is how it feels. Yeah. Or no, mushrooms. Uh, mushrooms. Yeah, mushrooms for sure. Right. And then it's just like bliss. Yeah. Then it's usually really good. Same for me. And I get really creative and I can write a lot. I could just write endlessly. You know, it's almost like speaking. Well, anyway, it Same. just flows. Yeah. It's fucking great. Yeah. So that's a very high quality one. Yeah. It's natural too. So it's like, of course, we're meant to be doing it. Uh, yeah, I mean, accident. the Vikings were, that's what they used to do before all their raids, have an orgy, get really? some mushrooms going, then kill everyone. Oh, I think I've heard that. Yeah. I think I saw it on a, a TV show. What was that show with Ragnar? Ragnarok? Oh, I don't know. Vikings. Okay. Vikings. It was pretty cool. I don't know if it's still going. Are you watching anything? Anything cool? Am anything I watching anything? Yeah. Yeah. Just my Any own cool shit shows? that I put. I'm, I'm, I'm so busy with my own content right now. I have like a pod, I have a studio that I'm building in, in my house. And, uh, Very cool. My job consists of just v editing video most of the yeah. time. And it's all my own content. 
I'm working out. So I don't have much time. Do you, do you feel like it's hard to watch other people's stuff when you're doing the same thing? Yes. It, yeah. Kind of. That's what I'm, I guess I'm kind of getting at. It's like I'm doing my own shit that requires so much effort and creativity that it's, it's like, but I still take, I consume other people's stuff in small doses. Like music videos are fucking great. Music is what gives me energy to like get myself into the right gear. It's like, okay, put on this fucking uh, Shakira song or something with like a good bass line. And that reminds me, it's like, okay, that's right. And you got to get the groove going. And then you could be creative if you get onto that groove, if you latch onto that uh, wavelength. Yeah. Get on that wavelength. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. But, uh, you know, there's always other people put out. There's a lot of good shit being put out, like specials, like... But I don't got. To, I don't really have the uh, the appetite to consume anything longer than like five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Once in a while, I'll go on a binge and I'll watch like I'll catch up on stuff for like three days. I'll watch a bunch of comedy specials. I'll watch whatever TV shows or Netflix people have been talking about. Mostly, I just stick to my own creative stuff. And a lot of my binge time of my like downtime that goes to like weed, YouTube just you know even writing on weed to me that's like you know that's as relaxing as anything mm -hmm. and so that's where a lot of my downtime ends up going i don't think it's necessarily like better than enjoying some content that other people created it's just how are you how talking about well. writing like stand-up mostly or mm, i don't write a ton of stand-up oh. anymore i mean i have so much mm -hmm. like it's ridiculous i've endless endless volumes and so i what i would really have to do at some point in my life is take the time to actually go through all that stuff see what still resonates with me and put that into some kind of bit but stand-up is one of those things where it's like so high risk in in terms of a time investment where like i know that if i put time into social media i am going to get a return from that like i can just see it in the numbers and the accumulation in the graphs and the data there's like a real tangible thing if i spend three hours preparing for a set i don't even know if i'm going to get on stage that night mm -hmm. i could try three nights in a row and not get on stage and so you know that's like nine hours right there Mm. And so the, um, I think the key with that kind of stuff is it's either got to be your entire life. Like it's the only thing you're doing and you're just living that, or, um, you got to find some way to like, I don't know, like shorten the time on stage. <laughs> sure. You have to do what is worthy of investing your time into that's how I look at it. I mean, with stand-up, yeah, it's only five minutes of stage time or whatever, however long the show is. Or I think stand-ups are vampires and the audience is the victim. Okay. I don't know why I think that, but from our yeah, talk we, last we night. Yeah, we take energy or from two them. Nights ago. Yeah. yeah, no, that makes sense. And then it helps us stay up all night mm -hmm. and do coke. And do coke and chase hookers. That's pretty much how it works. Eh? Not, not, not so much anymore. Oh, what, chase others? What did you say? Uh, hookers, but... Oh, hookers. Yeah. hookers. You're have to chase hookers. Yeah, I haven't really gone down that rabbit hole of hooker. Now that we're talking about something serious, let me tell Yeah, let's... Uh, so hookers are very serious. <laughs> Prostitution. Um, I don't have any opinions on it. I don't care if people I don't can. have any hard opinions on it. Like, Not I feel like it should be legal. Soft opinions, though. Yeah, I have pretty non-radical opinions. Like, you know, I think it should Just be... Just make it legal and make it safer so people aren't getting beat up taken totally. advantage of absolutely yeah regulated like whorehouses should be fine should be legal 
I mean, it's pretty crazy that so much stuff is illegal. So what are what else are you into besides comedy? We were talking about crypto. Sure. We talk yeah, about we crypto talk about a lot on this on this show. Um, yeah, I am. I have a technical background as well, besides just being. The guy who dresses weird. I also do things that HTML involve. and CSS. I also do this with you know. This is what gets we, pussy. Hey, look okay. at me, girls. I know how to type <laughs> in syntax. You did some web development. <laughs> yeah, so I started as a web developer twenty years ago, like two thousand two. Yeah, same. I, oh, really? Yeah, right out of high school. So HTML obviously is the very first thing I I, I learned. I can't speak for everybody, but yeah, that's what that was the first language. HTML, CSS, yep. JavaScript. Yep. And then PHP. What was your first website? Um, I don't know. It was just called like timiscool.com or something like that. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's just a personal web page made from like GeoCities. Yeah, GeoCities. And I remember I got them. The professional version of GeoCities so I could have my own domain name. So I got into that when I was a kid. Yeah. I, so now it's like I don't even want to even do it. It's like I'm so like over it. I feel like it's pretty similar to content creation. Editing especially feels very similar to web design. To the web design, yeah. I, web design, I have been out of that game for quite a while. I've been more of a back-end guy for yeah. most of my career in that was back-end. Now, so, but all you do now is entertainment or... Yeah, as of a few months ago, I'm, I decided I'm fully engaging with that. Nice. You know, yeah. And can you tell, can you regale us with the story of your outfit for today? I love, I love it. I'm into it. So I'm wearing, So it's Versace. Uh, it's, uh, that's who I'm wearing. Hell this yeah. is a child size tracksuit. <laughs> it costs, I don't know, anywhere. I stole from a child. <laughs> uh, yeah, you want more information? Yeah, uh, it came yeah, from give Italy. It, give us all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I dress a certain way because I, I'm accumulating, I'm, I'm building a brand. Timmy Gusto's a brand. He's more than just a, a character, he's a, it's a stage name, but That's there's cool. a whole back, there's like a ethos to there's like a, uh, what do you call it? There's a lot of shit going on behind the scenes that brought me to be who I am today at this very moment. How much can you share? Everything you want to know. Anything you want to know. Um, yeah. So how did you get here? Like, how did you, what made you first go on stage? I wanted, Eight years ago in Chicago or it 10 was years 12, ago. 2012. And it was, I just wanted to be a musician all my life. That was the first thing I was like, yep, I, that's what I want to do. I saw an electric guitar. I was like, yeah, I wanted to do that. Uh, so I'm still kind of a musician. I work on my, I sing, uh, but I never had the balls to actually like join a band or actually become a, or actually do it on stage. I recorded at home. Uh, but anyway, so then I, I moved to Chicago with somebody who ran a DIY venue in a house. We rented the whole house and there was a basement that he had like big shows in. Like with like a hundred, like a hundred people. And it was like a tiny, tiny room. And like, and then he started doing comedy down there and then he did open mics and all, it wasn't that hard at that point to be like, Hey, I'll do, you know, is that my house? It's pretty cool to do it at a house. At my, your own house too. Yeah. So that's where I did my very first set. That is cool. How'd it go? What'd you talk it about? It was good. Oh, I don't know what I talked about. <laughs> I have no idea. Where does your comedy come from? What like what do you like talking about on stage? Okay. Um. Ah. Uh, good question. What I really talk about is usually something that you're not supposed to talk about. It's something I'm. Just, I just do like what Dice does. You got some Dice vibes. Yeah. You totally got some Dice vibes. Totally. Almost like too much to put to the point where it seems like stealing. If you had a leather jacket. Right. Yeah. Right. So I do that. That's my style. Is very similar to to Dice. Nice. And that's, but yeah, you know, 
It, it speaks for itself. If you look me up, you'll see it. It's very easy to get. It's I didn't even know who he was until maybe a year or two ago, and uh, he's still around. He still like exists. Yeah. Makes you wonder why people like that stop doing comedy. He didn't. Does he still do he it? He never stopped doing comedy. Really? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I saw like Carrot Top is in Vegas still doing his mm-hmm. thing, and he's looking pretty old these days. <laughs> but he Does is he, pretty yeah. old. I think he's yeah. like I think he's like literally fifties or something. Sure, and he takes care of him. He looks fine. Well, he looks he, great for his age. Yeah, but right. still, like you know, you grow up and those guys are on TV, and then it's weird to think like, oh, I'm trying to do the thing that I saw the guy on TV trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, that is kind of weird to think. Carrot about. Top's an interesting example. Yeah, like he found a niche. And he turned that into a multi-million dollar career. And he's famous. He, yeah, you can't really get above that. And then he just hangs out in Vegas and does his shows. And yeah, who knows what else he does? There's no, nothing above that in show, but in comedy. If you're trying to be a comedian, he's an example of the pinnacle of success. Even though people shit talk him all the time. And they shit talk him why? Because he's got like a very defined set. Yeah, they just make fun of it for being hack or or prop there's it's just cheesy i don't know i'm just guessing as to why because it's like oh look at that guy yeah not doing the typical thing that you're supposed to do which is who gets shit on the most in the comedy world okay yeah now it would be somebody like chris d'elia oh is he getting shit on what for all the time Birdman. why he gets shit (laughs) on looks like a bird you have no idea why (laughs) no no oh Oh, well i know he got in trouble back in the day so that's one of the reasons and then just because of his style i guess people don't like his style oh i thought it was so funny he is funny um he has this voice that he does that i can't remember now yeah you know any of his voices voices? if you you mimic it i might be able to get it back funny well he does a couple I don't know. It's the baby one. I'm just the oh, yeah. baby. I'm oh, just yeah. the baby. <laughs> so I can't so he is it. funny. I think he's funny, but comedians tend to say that he's not. Mm. So he's one example. People shit on Brendan Schaub. And okay, that's a good I think they're just jelly beans. They're jealous. Do you like him? Uh, not like in a gay way, but. You actually like his comedy? Um, I don't think I've seen too much of his comedy. Okay, that would be interesting. You'd be the first person. I like him as a person on his podcast. I've seen his show a couple times. I haven't seen a ton of his Mm -hmm. comedy, but uh, yeah, he just seems like a fitness guy that does, you know, jokes. He's the number one, probably most shit on comic working today. These days, yeah. So that's a good one. How did that happen? How do you win that Uh, prize? Do you not know at all? No, I really don't. Okay, well, from what I know, he is kind of a douchebag off state. Like, he goes after people. Oh, because he had this (laughs) fight with Bobby Lee and Kalila and uh, that whole group of people. I can't remember who was all in on it. I think Theo was kind of involved in this. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What happened with that? What was the drama? I don't follow it all the way. I just know that he goes after people. Like, he tries to threaten people with lawsuits or some bullshit like that for talking shit about him. Really? Yeah. Well, that kind of makes me want to talk shit about him. Let's see yeah, if we can get a lawsuit. We are. No, we're not. Brendan, what kind of a name starts with a B? I got nothing. <laughs> yeah. How do we shit on? I got to see his stuff. Then maybe I'll have plenty of material. You could save your time. Yeah. You'll probably do something. Just look better. at the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> you got. Yeah. I think it's you have better things to do than that. Yeah. Just go look at a public toilet. It's about the same experience. His comment is not very good, but it's something to to still look at if you want to know what the worst possible thing that passes for comedy is i don't know i mean i don't follow his comedy but i do like his podcast i think he's sure i think uh, i think i agree with that some good guests i haven't seen too much vibes yeah yeah with uh brian uh 
Callen. I know he has one with yeah Brian Callen. Yeah. I don't, I guess I don't really know much. When about I him. lived in L.A., I ran into Brian Callen like four times in a row. Not that I knew him, not at all, um, but I recognized him. And it was like within like two weeks. And it was like literally everywhere I was, random restaurants. I think it was like two restaurants in the comedy store in like five days. Mm-hmm. I was like, this fucking guy's following me around. What is his deal? How long were you in L.A.? Uh, a couple of years. I know one was at, uh, what was that place in Playa Vista? It was a taco place. Del Taco. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> Del <Okay>. Taco. <laughs> Fuck me. No, what was it? Taco. El Soul Taco. Soul Taco. Soul Taco. Running I've heard of Del Taco. Del Taco. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I never talked to him or anything. But yeah, yeah so he did that uh, podcast with uh, Brendan and mm-hmm. he seems like a guy that has had a ton of opportunities to like do podcasts and do cool things and just has never really done them or like other people took um, took off with them. Like, Brian? The fighter and the kid, wasn't yeah. he the kid? Wasn't Brian the kid? I don't, I don't know. Probably. Do they even oh, have the that anymore? Or maybe they, because I, I know he's got like a bunch of them. Okay. What do you think of these podcast networks? Are there still, is that still really a thing? I mean, I guess I know Bill Burr has one. I want to make one. I and mean, in the longest of terms. YMH. That's technically a, that's a network. That's a great one. Yeah. Your yeah. mom's house. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's a really good idea. You sh- There's so much to share in podcasting mm-hmm. and equipment, learning, even like you end up like drafting on guests like, oh, you, this person was on your show. They might be good on that person's show. That's why I'm doing it. That's why I'm yeah. putting myself out there even to podcasts that I don't, any podcast in Austin. What are you saying about this show? What are you trying to say? This one's great. This, okay. So far, okay. this is the highest quality <laughs> production one, yeah. one I've done. Um, aside from my own, mine is pretty high production in terms of money that I invest in it. I don't know about content wise, but in my opinion, I'm doing my best. Um, that's why I'm trying to do a podcast tour is because there's a community in, uh, there's a great podcast. The sky's the limit. Dude, there is a great, a lot of good podcasters out here for sure. For sure. I would, yeah, that's in this Austin. Is where it's at. This is probably the biggest this city. This is where it's at. This is the best city for podcasting. The so, best city for podcasting, comedy, and what? Obesity? What? What's the third one? Oh, good question. <laughs> yeah, probably something slimy. Homelessness. Like, no, sure. we've solved that. We eh. solved that. Did we? I don't know. Actually, I haven't been outside in a bit. I just run around here. Oh, okay. I've been outside. I mean, by outside, I mean downtown. Right. Did they, did, are there, is it a problem anymore? Or? It's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't see as many of the tents. So they kind of scooted them around somewhere else. I don't, yeah, I haven't seen a tent city in a few months. So are you promoting anything on your tour or is it your, it's your pod, podcast? I guess all I'm, what I'm promoting is myself as a comedian, basically as a podcaster. Um, Timmy Gusto, the, that's it. Um, pretty much. Nothing else specific. Let's go into comedy more. Yeah. So you like talking about things that are a little bit controversial, it sounded like. Yeah, I don't really have any like limitation for for topics that I bring up on mine. I don't really go, oh, no, that's too dark. No, I, I talk about anything under the sun. The more controversial, the better. Okay. Yeah, I'm one of those types. Yeah. And what are you talking about these days that you can share with us? Not like the full joke, just like that. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Yeah. Not really jokes, but I just do uh, topics like, you know, race realism. That's probably the worst. 
the most edgy you could probably come up with. Kanye. Do you have any hot takes there? Not hot takes. Or like not really. premises or points? Because I actually like think about it the way, like I actually like, I'm actually approaching it with maturity. I'm actually like, I'm not trying to like make a joke out of it. So yeah, I just go into like, well, maybe there is some truth to this. Like it's just, somebody's got to talk about this at some point. If we want to solve the, the, uh, Social problems in the world. Yeah. We got to figure out what the truth is. Do you, can I ask a sensitive question? Yeah. Uh, do you have a Jewish background? Yes. Okay. So I have you, a Jewish background and Jewish foreground. Background. I talk about and all the foreground. <laughs> I talk about my Jewishness all the fucking time. Do you really? Yes, because it's relevant. Yeah, especially right now. I wouldn't talk about it if there wasn't any reason to talk about it. It's a DNA thing, not a religious thing. I'm not religious. I was grown. I was raised culturally jewish so what is a jew is it a culture is it a religion is it a race is it all three all of the above okay so it all so like you can't quit being a jewish person in my opinion it's in your blood yeah right that's what i thought my type of if you're ashkenazi that's what i'm focusing on i'm right there with you 0.4 percent according to 23me i could tell thank you Uh, yeah it's fucking in there i do like having a little ashkenazi in me Good, you should. I do. I am. I'm very happy with like, it. Like, I don't know if you want to be full Jewish because that's like kind of like a a disease. Is it? <laughs> Why is that? There's a high preponderance Being of successful full Jews. Jew, it means that you have some weird. You got some problems. Like, I w- I don't know if I'd want to be full Jew, but half Jew is beautiful. So what I should do is marry a Jew, and then my kids will be perfect. I, in my yes, if you marry a Jewish broad, um, she will produce high quality offspring. There you go. <laughs> All right, solved. So, what do you think is going on with Kanye? He's being Kanye. Do you think he's out of his mind? Do you think he's actually hateful? Do you think he's being doesn't understand the impact of his words? Maybe. Yeah, I I, I question. He's obviously off his rocker. Yes. There's no way he's not. I mean, we know he's crazy in, in, in he's crazy for like lack a, of a better word yeah yeah for lack of a better word I literally he has bipolar so we know that he's crazy by definition that means you're crazy but how many and people in entertainment have some form of bipolar or whatever sure you but know, they probably a ton. but some of them treat that problem yeah he's not treating it is he not so yeah. that's why it is a problem that's like it can be a problem. I don't know. I don't know him. I don't know him either. I'm just wondering like what this is about. What was the acute incident? Is it a bid for attention? Is it, um, I don't know. I cannot tell what his motive is. If, if he's just yeah. like having fun. I think part of it is just the dismay of being still being going through the, the divorce and like not having his kids, not having acts, not having his family. Mm-hmm. He was a much better when he was with his family. I think everyone would be. Yeah, you didn't hear much from him when he was happy with Kim right. as much. He was putting out good work. That's probably true. Yeah, so that's part of it, in my opinion, is that he's still struggling with the Pete Davidson thing. And what was that? He wanted to, like, kill Pete Davidson. He, like, made a video where he, like, yeah, beheaded him. crazy. Fucking hilarious. Crazy shit. I like that video. Yeah. yeah I think I saw fucking it. so dark. Like a claymation, yeah. Yeah, the claymation. Yeah. So fucking edgy, and but it's artistic. And I like that. I like that. Is, I'm a big fan of Kanye West. Of course. Like, I'm sure. still a fan. Uh, who is? Yeah. And it only makes his music more fun to listen to. 
knowing yeah, that well, it has this fucking terrible Nazi quality to it now. I don't know if he is a Nazi though. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not he saying is. he's a Nazi. I think he's. I, I think he's um, not a contrarian. I think it's a bid for attention, and I think he's just saying whatever the opposite of what people want him to say is. I think it's a little deeper than that. You I think th- there's real hate. Not hate. I'm saying that he actually does believe some of the things he's saying. It's but, not just yeah. for attention. I would agree with that. Yes. But why does he believe that? Like because, maybe he's a little uh, delusional in those beliefs. Is so, what I think. There is delusion, maybe, but some of it is true. Some of what he says is true. What he said on uh, a few podcasts a few weeks, like a couple of months ago, was pretty tame. He just said Jewish people tend to be the ones in charge of media companies and their stereotypes that are true. That's what he started saying, and that's true. Stereotypes are true. Yeah, they're literally better than everyone. Literally, I'm not shooting. That's not false praise. Statistically speaking, you know, like the most Nobel laureates, the top of the industry. I used to have a joke about this, how I had a little Jew in me and I was very proud about having that. There you go. Yeah. So it's not just something that he, yeah, there's a reason so many people are anti, we don't even have to talk about Kanye. There's millions of people around the globe that have had these opinions for thousands of years. But isn't it all jealousy? Like, how do you look down on somebody who's outperforming everyone? That's how you could say that it's just jealousy if you want to be simple about it and just walk away from the conversation. But it's a little deeper than jealousy, I think. I think there are some things that the community of Jews do that not everybody likes. Mm. <laughs> really? Sometimes they do things that can be kind of looked at as supremacist. Is it in that they favor in-group versus exactly. out-group? Exactly. But so do Mormons, you know, like sure. so, tons do of... Do they? Oh, absolutely. But they're more inclusive, aren't they? Like Mormons? Well, they know. just... Like you'll naturally give business to somebody who you know. Okay. Right? Like who are you going to hire? You're going to hire your, your friend. And that's not that weird. That's not, that's not that It's not that weird at all. I don't think think that's a bad thing necessarily totally natural but jews definitely have a reputation and it's so it's not just jealousy in my opinion well i'm very interested in all the hate and it doesn't no hate ever has ever made sense to me really it really doesn't it all seems like so uh ignorant and low iq that's what i always come back to is like if you're a hateful person how is that a sign of intelligence because clearly even if you were to make some gross generalization and say that like this race will always have a lower IQ than that race and we can see it on these statistics doesn't matter every distribution has outliers sure and the fact that Obama does exist proves (laughs) that anyone can be anything of course and so any hate and prejudice in our world is like to me a sign of a shallow thinker yeah, if you're just hateful, that's not really productive, I don't think. It's uh, it's just like, okay, are you going to... Yeah, not right. Produ- it's not productive. That's a good way. Nobody to wants it. to be hateful. Like, I don't really like... I like dealing- that. I like this. Not but productive. even those people that are hateful, they have a reason to be hateful. But probably against an individual, not against an entire group. Well, I'm talking about the ones who are actually racist against entire groups. Even they, it's not like they are just ignorant 
Do you think I've talked do you to think that people. hate is learned or do you think yes. it okay. You can't too. be born I don't think so yeah, either. Yeah. I think you're born like an animal and you're a savage and you'll eat the innocent to survive or whatever animals will do. But actually But hate is a human emotion. I guess even if animals you're young, you could still be like, Oh, what are those people about? Why are those people different? Why do they dress? Why do they wear these weird hats? Even when I was young, I was like, Oh, Jews? Like I was like, What are those people? Who are they? And I wonder how much of that is innate or how much yeah. of that is just our own parents, yeah. like in group, out group preference, teaching us to be tribal, teaching us that like, um, there's boundaries between people. One thing you get real quick in psychedelics is like, there are no boundaries. Boundaries are an illusion. Oh yeah. Good point. Yeah. You know, boundaries are like, what is a boundary? It's something we make up just so we can define it. A rock, you know, like this water bottle we need a way to describe this so that we can communicate about it. And so we're going to say it's a bottle. Yeah. And that pretends that we even can possibly understand the full magnitude of what this object is and how it relates to all of space and time and where it came from and the full history of its existence, all this stuff. No, of course we can never understand that. And it's pointless to know it anyway. So why is it even in our heads? Um, the only thing that matters is just a quick label boundary. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what a lot of racism is. It's like, I'm just going to draw this simple boundary and say that that's them and we're us. Sure. And they're separate. And we all do that. And we all do that. We, you kind of have to. We all, do, we, we all have those social and uh, community-oriented boundaries of like, okay, he's like me or they're not like me. Yeah, if you're, if you're not a comic, I don't want to talk to you. Yes. That's <laughs> kind of something true <laughs> to that. That's a funny example. Yes. That's just human. I don't think it's necessarily racist to be that way. Yeah. On the surface level. Yeah, you want to talk to people, or I mean, you want to spend time with people that are in your vibe. Mm -hmm. See, because I, speaking of psychedelics, like, that's when I relate to people the most is when I'm on psychedelics. And I could get behind their head and be like, okay, why do you think this way? And What's they're human. If they're human, I could relate to that. Something, probably. I could try to relate to why people are anti-Semitic or fill in the blank. There's a re it's not just it's human pure ignorance yeah yeah it's human but human in the worst way human I don't in the think so I don't think really so. okay I don't think it's the you worst think thing advantage, I think there's worse things than about it let's I think we could agree oh, well that's true there's certainly. worse things than racism yes it's right. just ideological it's just like okay here's right. an idea I have right. that's not as bad as killing somebody right totally so we agree on that yeah yeah no it's not like the absolute worst thing. Right. But it is, I think, something that the species will eventually not breed out. But just like we don't, you know, like um, put people, we don't pillory people in the town square anymore. We might like yeah. cancel them or, you know, mob them on social media. Right. But we don't make them stand in a stockade until they die. We don't right. behead people. But we do as much as we can to cancel those people in the way you just mentioned on yeah. social media. Yeah. And so we still do that. We in still, a way. In we a still way. pillory people. We do still pillory people. Um, and I think that's bad. Yeah, that is bad. I think that's, that's even worse than being racist in some cases. Hmm. If you're just racist but not hurting anybody, okay, who cares? There are a lot of racist people. Yes. It's like an older generation thing. Nah, it's new. It's still going. You think it's still going? <laughs> it's still going because, like I said, there's some re there's some truth to racism that people don't want to talk about. So what is the truth? Um, the truth is that there's differences between yes. people and those differences are generally visibly, first of all, apparent and also statistically yes. obvious Societally, in many ways. Yeah, we see it in, in society and we see that there are 
differences that are on average between groups. So, of course, that's why people are, that's why they become racist over time is because they see over time and time again that they certain people behave differently and they go, well, it's just confirmation bias. And it's true, though, they, like, once you become racist, you're never going to learn. You're never going to change. I think it would be hard to be a racist and take a lot of mushrooms. Um, Five grams and try to be a racist. I'm still pretty racist. <laughs> <laughs> and I've done a lot of mushrooms. And I've, done, I'm, I've taken mushrooms all the fucking time. Well, there's something about, there's a difference between noticing differences between groups of people and having actual hate and disgust. For sure. Yeah. Like, but yeah, I'm, I'm not always hateful, but I recognize that there's differences. Right. And I think that that is just in, called. We don't even have to talk about race. There's differences in just any individual that I come across in, in intelligence and friendliness. And like, I'm, uh, I, I just don't want to be around everybody. Some right. people I just consider low quality people. Sure. Regardless of, of ethnicity. I don't give a fuck. Politicians. About it. So I, <laughs> for me, I'd rather hang out with a homeless yeah. man than a politician. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, me too. I guess unless they're a really cool politician. Uh, yeah, that's rare. true. That's true. There's some cool. So ones. like, why would I be hanging out with a politician? Yeah, uh, they'd have to be a chill homeless guy or a cool politician because you can get some violent homeless. <laughs> I do like some things about homeless people because they have principles. Some of them have the re- the reason they're homeless is because they have principles. Have you ever had a long conversation with a homeless person? Yeah, that's how I know this. Okay, what's the longest? Oh, the longest? I don't know, 20 minutes? Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I think I've had a I meet them 10, at 20 o- minute. I meet them at the creek in the cave. Yeah, they were out there. Well, yeah. they're comics. Some of them are comics. That's true. And they're funny. They're really funny. But they happen to be homeless. Big yeah. whoop. Yeah. There's still people that I have, I derive, they're still high quality people in some ways. They just have a mental illness. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of mental illness out there. It's crazy. Um, so I think that's a lot of what Kanye is dealing with. And anyone who's like in this hateful, I don't know. It's just, I do, it doesn't make sense to yeah, me. Yeah, I, th- I would say that hatred is kind of a mental illness. Well, it doesn't serve you. It's not productive. Yeah. Like, I like that idea. That it, yeah. Hate. hate yeah, can, yeah. But some people see it as a source of motivation where like they will uh, mm. hate a group and they'll you know, I don't know how, how, how can you Some get motivated by hating way, like people? Hitler? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Way. Seriously. Um, yeah, I, I'm more resentful. I don't really say I'm hateful and where I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about groups of people. I'm just talking about in comedy. I use, I guess sometimes I use resentment as a motivator. Yes. I have had that as well. And as envy as well. Envy for sure. Yeah. Envy. That's a big one in comedy, especially if you're a couple of years in. That'll be a big, everybody goes through that. Um, yeah, envy. So who who would you envy in comedy? Currently, do I envy anybody? I'm sure I do envy some people, but I'm actually doing pretty well right now. There are people that are where I want to be, mm-hmm. but I just would rather enjoy the road getting there and just okay, yeah, be like happy I, that I'm even I, on the same road. I don't, yeah, I guess I envy people that are doing the same thing as me, but at a higher level, like that are doing paid shows and have tens of thousands of subscribers paying them money like tim dylan okay Okay. i'm envious of tim dylan that'd be a nice place to be it's a nice spot because i am trying to do it's total he's at the pinnacle as well of in terms of podcasting and stand-up comedy he's got his patreon yeah he's got his patreon show but i'm not jealous i'm i'm envious (coughs) but i'm not like oh fuck that guy no he deserves it 
He's cool. I mean, a lot of people have worked uh, really hard to build where they're at, and I think he's one of them. Like, he, uh, I don't know his background. He did real estate. Maybe he didn't work that hard. I don't even think it worked that hard. I think he fell ass backwards into it, but yeah, he's good sure. at it, so he deserves it. <laughs> he definitely is good at it, and that's all, pretty much, you know, Shane Gillis is another one that's like, I'm, I'm not jealous, but I'm really happy for his success. I'm yeah. happy that he's still going. And he does podcasting now or what? Yeah, is he has a podcast, okay. but he's just really right now. He's just the most respected comedian in the country. Really? I'm, I'd say he's one of them. Absolutely. He's one of them. Mark Norman is another. I really like Mark Norman. Yeah, he's uh, he has so many. He's killing it right now. He's you can't I like they, his style. Him and uh, Sam, their buddies. And they just uh, put Sam out Morel, a new Protect Our Parks. Did you see that? Just Wait, couple, Sam was on? A uh, couple out, Joe Rogan, par- Protect Our Parks. I saw that episode came drop out of, today, but yeah. I didn't see that. Who was on it? Is oh, it? just the same people. Well, that's got Mark, that's got Shane, but that doesn't have Sam, does it? Who's, oh, Sam, no. No, I, it has Ari Shapiro. Right. yep, yep. And he just dropped his special. So we know how much yep. he made. What did he make? Uh, 24000 Wait, he had 4 million views, $6 oh, CPM. YouTube, yeah. Yeah, I'm obsessed with this fact. I'm no, that's a great. I was wondering the same thing. You could literally calculate every YouTuber's income. First of all, right. you can calculate it times twenty if you want to get to the like top end tier. Mr. B says that the real CP cost per mile for the mm-hmm. to, for people who don't know, there's a concept in advertising where you basically get paid by views. So CPM is cost per mile for like a thousand views. I'll pay five bucks. That's the average. Actually, I think the average on YouTube is one dollar but a lot of people can push that up to like five dollars and ten dollars with sponsorships and brand deals and that kind of stuff uh mr beast was claiming that some creators get upwards of twenty dollars okay so if you see a video from a creator let's just say they're doing real well they got ten dollar real cost per mile you're uh getting a a thousand no that can't be that high yeah ten thousand a hundred thousand Math is hard live while you know people are judging you. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, it would be 10 bucks per thousand views. And so a million would be 10,000. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm not an idiot, but. Well, that's just off the YouTube monetization. He also asked for donations. And then you get brands and then you get Patreon. You, right. get, you get all this stuff. Right. And these creators are raking in cash. And what's so crazy is their job is about to get way easier. I don't think we were talking about this uh, much. We were mostly talking about Bitcoin and crypto. But a new idea I'm obsessed with is artificial intelligence for creators. Okay. It's going to be wild seeing all this trend. Everyone's posting the AI stuff on Instagram. Dude, I predict less than five years when you go to put your podcast on YouTube, you're going to have it edited through an AI. I agree. And so here's what you're going to say to the AI. You're going to say, uh, take this podcast episode and color grade it and make that color grading match the tone of the conversation. And then give me five variants where you remove ums and buts and pauses wow. and filler words. Yeah. How about any background noise? That, or here's the real thing. How about you analyze all of my previous videos, look for any drops in retention, apply that pattern recognition yeah. to this video, and show me anything that I should automatically cut, and then I just have to make decisions. Creator's whole job will just be aesthetics. You'll just be choosing your preference. Shit. It's going to make art unlimited. You'll just choose what you like. Your your taste will determine everything. Right. But we still have to produce content. We still have to... We still have to do the We still production. have to have something behind the aesthetics. This conversation has to happen. Mm-hmm. But all the work to get this conversation out so other people can hear it, that is all going to be a lot easier. 
so that makes sense of course any tool is good yeah we're gonna be there's always a market for any tool that makes that easier that easier any job any job so i'm with you on that what i thought of for my particular thing is i want a laugh track but not just any laugh track i want it to be different every time easy so i need ai for that yeah to generate it it i don't know if it's easy absolutely to make a real sounding laugh that fluctuates depending on the intensity of the joke yeah, I mean, it's That's not easy today, but that kind of stuff yeah, is I, what will be possible easy. today. That's a perfect problem. It just for hasn't AI. been done yet. Yes, it's a perfect problem for Meta's AI. Working, Meta is working on it. I think the biggest player is actually going to. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I've seen work from Meta that's very new of AI laughter. Really? And it's fucking creepy. Wow. Because it's so. It sounds it's like so Zuckerberg fucking, would look at, look at work it's on. It's realistic as fuck. Yeah, that's the weirdest thing is to just to program that. Did you see the deep fake of Zuckerberg? I don't know. You didn't see it. Oh, it's pretty good. I mean, the the joke that everybody said in the comments is he looked more human in the deep fake than. (laughs) See, I actually after seeing doing research on what they're actually doing besides the metaverse, they're doing AI stuff that's multifaceted. So I actually do have faith in uh, Meta as a company. It'll be interesting. I mean, so here's a weird thing about Meta. Can, does Meta exist without Apple? Like, what is Meta? It's a bunch of apps. Well, you got to download those from the App Store. Or Snapchat is like an even more clear example. Does Does Snapchat exist without Google and Apple? Like, yeah. Where are they going to go? <laughs> you know, like, no. Like, you have this trillion-dollar company, Apple, that is basically a monolithic, uh, a, a monolithic monopolist, mm-hmm. uh, a monopoly. And so why is that a problem that they are? Why is it a problem? It is a problem for for small players. It's a problem. It's a, it's a problem for small players, but somehow I was relating that back to AI because you were saying that, uh, Facebook was working on artificial intelligence. Yes. Anyway, I agree that, uh, a lot of these big tech companies are working on AI and it's going to be a big breakthrough. The thing that I'm most excited about it is just to make the job of content creation easier, but I really think it's going to transform everything. There's so many things that it opens up and it's like the content creator, we're becoming less and less important because AI is getting pretty good at generating art. Well, but like AI can't generate because so people say like, it's not art. It's not art. I because do. An AI, I think it's art. Well, not only is it art, but the art is in the choice and the preference of the creator in choosing this image over that image. Yeah. Like that's where the. Yeah, we're still using our human eyes to, pro- to be like, okay, that. Yes. We still have human taste. Yes. Same with the people who programmed the algorithms. Exactly. Um, Although but these ones it's train becoming themselves less and less it's, it's filling up gaps in our lives. That's why the anti-work movement is a, is a thing. What is that? Yeah. Quiet quitting. Or yes. Is that what yeah. About? Pretty yeah. much. It's people that are complaining about the workplace environments being worse and worse quality. Uh, they just it's but there's a reason for that. It's because humans are becoming less important to society. Yeah, we yeah. have AI, we have robots. So what are we going to do with all this time saved, all this leisure? We're not going to have to work. Yeah, people, some people love that. Some people love having more time for leisure, but also they feel depressed. Yeah, I was going to say they're going to feel <laughs> depressed real quick. Because they're, they're, they yeah, they're not producing. Yeah. yeah, you have to produce stuff. In my, I have to. Some people don't. Some people are perfectly fine just doing nothing but consume all day. Plants. Yeah. What's the difference between a plant yeah. and a consumer? Exactly. Some people are fine with that, though. Not everybody has 
aspirations to actually do anything. In do life. you think people should have aspirations or is it okay if some people just want to be plants? They do if they don't want to complain. Okay, if you're not going <laughs> to complain, you don't have to have aspirations. Yeah, if you're somebody who complains about how your life is shitty, well... Do something about it. it in most cases, do yes. Try to do something about it. And, and, and this is somewhat of what your content is focused on? Self-improvement. Self-improvement. I think that touches on that for so, sure. So what are some of like the things that you found helpful that, yeah, that you like sharing with people that you come back to again and again? Yeah, it happened over the course of a year. I started my podcast after totaling my Tesla. Oh, I no. was made a bad decision to, you know, so I learned quickly, okay, I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to, I quit drinking. Okay. And that's what prompted me to start the podcast. And so that was the first step is quitting alcohol. That's a big thing. And then, uh, so it's been a year since I quit out. Yep. Dude, congrats. That's Thank you. big. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so that was one. That was you a big drink? one. What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then just slowly chipping away at my personality flaws to the external world. Like what is wrong with me? Why do people not fuck with me? That's a good question to ask yourself if, you, mm-hmm. if, if you're not happy, mm-hmm. if you're alone, mm-hmm. if you feel alone. Yeah. Like how yourself. are you making people feel in whatever way, however you're doing it, even if it's not your fault, even if it's just like how you're dressed or whatever yeah. that makes them feel either bad about themselves or whatever yeah. it is, whatever negative vibe that can happen. Yes. And yeah, but that, I think that's something that content creators and standups and anyone in the public sphere or rather anyone who's putting themselves to be judged gets in that judgment is feedback. And you are blind to your own foibles and your own character flaws and the things about you that other people notice but refuse to say because they're polite or they don't care, you know, whatever. Right. And if they would say, if they would point those out, then you can make a change and your blind spot would be realized. But, you know, like that's never going to happen because that's not how society works. Unless you go on a stage or put your stuff on YouTube, then everyone's going to point out your problems. Everyone's going to point out what's wrong with you. There's your punch list. That's what you fix. Right. I mean, assuming that you agree with the, with the criticism, like, right. Even to get that criticism takes work, even to get views. That's what I was trying to say. Takes work. So yes, that's one way, but yeah, it just depends what your goals are. First of all, you got to set your goals. That's another thing that I didn't do until very recently, like a couple months ago. I was like, what are my fuck? I don't even have, what are my goals? Like my overarching, like my dreams, long-term goals. So I wrote those down. That was a, that was a big step, and then you got to break those down into smaller goals. So first of all, you got to define what you're trying to do in life. Yeah, yeah. And I already kind of knew I want to be a comic. I knew that for a while, but like, okay, wh- what type of comic? How bi- how successful? Like, wh- how much money? How do you become a professional comic? That's what I'm currently trying to work on or achieve is being a professional comic. That's so, awesome. To do that involves many things. You got to fix your... My problem was mostly interpersonal. Like, I'm funny. That part I've known my whole life. But nobody... That doesn't mean other people are going to want to give you opportunities just because you're funny. You know, one of the things about comedy that makes it a little bit harder than other challenges is there is no organization around it. And it's just comics hiring other comics. And I used to get really upset about that. Maybe I heard this on Rogan's podcast, actually, but somebody described it as an organism, as like a living being, as a network that was alive. 
And because of that, you don't have all this, you have different, you know, corruptions and bureaucracies and abuses of powers that you're never going to be able to escape from. But there is something more, it seems to fit comedy better that it would be like that. It wouldn't be organized. It wouldn't be like, Oh, here's a level 10 comedian. You get that salary. No, it's whatever the fuck anyone can do. And it's just the wild, wild west. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, you can just do whatever. Right. It's there's some organization. Whatever you can make of it. It depends on the club. It depends on the scene that you're in or yeah, it just depends on the. And so, so I guess the point of it that was in saying like, yeah, when when I first started, uh, and I don't even say I'm like trying to be a stand up. I want to be a successful entertainer and mm-hmm. podcaster and YouTuber and comedian. Yeah. I want to do all of Same. these things. Yeah, I call myself an entertainer first. I think that it includes multiple disciplines, not just stand up. Right. Totally. And so, um, what were we talking about though with stand up? How you said it's unorganized and like chaotic. Yeah. And that is a good thing because one, it kind of matches stand up better, but yeah, you have to find ways to get into the community and be of service to people and be valuable. So how do you be of service to people and be valuable? Um, well, you can support their material at a show and at a, you know, you can help bring the energy in a room and lift up a crowd if they're, you know, lax or whatever. Um, you like, I hope that one day maybe this podcast could be a community, um, it is already for asset. me. From I, my yeah, it, perspective, it is. And as as you grow in distribution on your podcast, and I do on my podcast, those are more valuable assets to everyone. Yeah, it feeds into each other. Like we're all. It's a collaboration. It's a collaboration. And but the thing that nobody wants to fuck with is some guy who just complains about how they just don't get enough stage time. And if only <laughs> they had some stage time, they'd be the worst. No, you know, like go mm-hmm. provide value to the community. Yes. And earn it yourself. And then we'll start talking. Yeah. Those people that just complain, they're wrong. They're wrong. <laughs> they're wrong. <laughs> they're yeah. wrong to yeah. complain. Usually, most of the time, like 99% of the time. Well, there's always shit to complain about, and that's just fun. Right. But when people are using it as an excuse, and they're saying they're a victim, and like they're being held back or whatever, um, even if that's true, it doesn't even matter. That's like still, you just got to, that's how it is. (laughs) You know, like you just got to make your way still. Yes. Provide value to the world. Provide value. Provide value. You'll know if you're doing it, because the feedback is instantaneous for most things. For stand-up, it certainly is in pretty instantaneous. If you kill, you kill. Yeah, yeah. That's what is great about it. So what's the biggest crowd you've performed in front of? I don't know, five, a couple hundred. couple hundred? Wow. That's yeah. a great audience size. It's not How many terrible. Fenton Creek, maybe? Packed House at Creek. Good question. I don't know, 200, something like that. Really? 200? That seems like a lot. Yeah, probably yeah at least that. 200, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe even more. I don't Actually, I'm not good at like judging the size of rooms. I think I for know. me, maybe 80. Oh, they could definitely fit more than 80. Uh, Is what I I meant that I performed in front of. But I was just, uh, you get that live feedback from them instantly. Yeah. And you get pretty good feedback on YouTube, actually. Same, yes. If you get views. If you get views. But even not getting views is feedback. That is feedback. Uh, Not if the algorithm doesn't even show it to people in the first place. So that is what I'm trying to figure out right now is how that algorithm works and my new thinking on it isn't so much that it pushes content out although it does sometimes it it, it pulls it pulls content in and so how does it pull content in from your audience well if you don't have an audience it can't pull in that content (laughs) right so like i don't know that it's not recommending it so much as you don't have an audience to pull it in sure 
Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's not like the algorithm has something you, against your content. You gotta build the audience. Yeah, and that's what I'm slowly doing on my Instagram, my Timmy Gusto Instagram. I I've put a few reels up that I know are good because they did well on YouTube, but they still don't do well mm-hmm. on Instagram because I haven't proven myself yet. Exactly. So exactly. I, I'm just, just gotta be consistent and be proud of uh, you know. Yeah, just, yeah, I'm just totally. I can't I don't have the answer yet. I'm still figuring it out. And the way that you're going to figure it out is through feedback. Yeah. And continually working and staying consistent. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And continually outdoing myself. Yes. Which I am trying. I'm doing. I know I'm already doing that. There's no feeling like stepping on in front of a crowd of people because all of their freaking eyeballs are on you. And if you fuck up, you just wasted the whole room. <laughs> You know, like there is that pressure is so much energy is in that pressure. That's why it feels like vampirism where like the crowd is your victim. That's your victim. Mm -hmm. You're literally feeding off their life when you can get into the stage. Now, if you're just turtled up in a shell, whatever, they're eating you, you know. But if you're actually in the zone where you're able to communicate your ideas in a way that at least you're enjoying it and at least you're having fun then you're they're feeling that too and then you get on the same vibe and the same rhythm and you're all like but it feels like they're giving something to you like it doesn't feel yeah. like a fair trade and that feels like the risk so the risk of stand-up and the risk reward is this you go on stage and you risk bombing every single time this podcast comes out i fuck up the thumbnail the title we risk bombing right that's the risk the reward is what um the reward is what the audience gives you. Yeah, the engagement from mm-hmm. the audience, that's what you want. It is so rewarding. And that feedback is also rewarding. And sometimes even negative feedback is helpful, is good yeah. for the algorithm. Because if you get a reaction, if people don't like something, if they haven't, if they don't like something enough to press that button, that tells the algorithm, hey, okay, I'll show it to more people. That's also true. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of a funny thing about YouTube. But I I'm mean, polarizing. So I'm used to getting like a 50% like ratio on a lot of my or percentage on a lot of my videos, but that still means I'm doing something right. If people don't like it enough to actually move their finger. I think a big job of somebody in entertainment is to make people feel and think. And you do that by sharing and expressing what you see in the world yeah, and what's interesting to you and um, that kind of stuff. Or just a dumb joke. Yeah. A yeah. dumb joke. But there, is there a dumb joke? Like a good joke makes people like see something in a different way or, you know, like even, even like the dumbest, lamest jokes, there's still something that you didn't see coming about it. Otherwise sure. it wouldn't be funny to me. Yeah. It, uh, yes. When somebody yes. makes a bad joke is when it's like too literal and you just like, you know, like you miss the, the catch of it or whatever. You miss right. the point of what they were, the, the setup was right. For. Cause yeah, just cause I say dumb joke doesn't mean I mean bad joke. Right. right. Yeah. That's yeah. true. There's a difference. I like dumb jokes. Yeah. That's true too. There's some of my favorite shit, like Shane Gillis. A lot of his jokes are pretty fucking simple. Mitch Hedberg. That's okay. probably the ultimate dumb jokes. I mean, I but they were great jokes. I'd say those are like count as like smart jokes just because they're so hard to think of. But the, they were so simple. Some of them. Yeah. They're very simple. I can't like, think I of used any to do right drugs, now. I still do, but I used to too. Yeah. That's a simple joke, but I nobody who who thought of that? No, exactly. Nobody thought of that before him. Yeah. So he's a genius. Yeah. And he did that like with a ton of ideas. With like 30 that I've heard or whatever. Right. He, he has quite a catalog. He's one of them. That's why people talk about him still. Yeah. So who got you into comedy? Like who did you watch or what are your, what are your oh, comedy good influences? Good question. Because I don't know if it was anybody that got me into it. Because whenever I watched comedians, I was like, I could never do that. It looks so hard to build an act and be that good. 
I still don't know how some comedians do that. Yeah. Do an hour. Yeah, an I'm hour. I'm still very far away from that. So an hour is crazy. Yeah. So I don't think I've really been influenced directly by other people to do it. I've just always been funny and I stumbled upon it hmm. and then I got addicted to it. Hmm. How much time do you think you've logged on a stage? Um, good if question. To, could, I mean, that's really hard some, to guess. Yeah, I'd have to do some math. Yeah. But, you know, 10 years, average, 10 years. like, however many a week, however many open mics. And Have stuff. you had any long gaps off? Sure, yeah. The longest gap was a couple months. And that was for, that was uh, only a couple months ago for mental health reasons. Gotcha. So I had to take that break, but it's not because I lost interest. So sometimes you have to take a break from creativity. Yeah, or you get burned I out. I wasn't being creative, yeah. I just wasn't, I knew I wasn't able, I just did, I didn't know how to be funny. There's no better, yeah, that's yeah. a bad feeling and when so, like so, life yeah. got you down a little bit and you're yeah. not Yeah, so now I, I'm back. <laughs> I figured it out, how to be yeah. funny again, yeah. yeah. There's a song in there, we should break into song. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> what it is, what song it Fuck yeah. Do uh, you play music on this podcast? Yeah. Do you inject media into this? No, but yeah. if I had clips and stuff, I might inject some media the every every now and again. Yeah, I, I guess in this in this setup, feasibly, yeah, yeah. Lots of feedback in comedy. Um, it's a it's a very unique thing, and what's so exciting about these days being a comedian, you kind of have to be a comedian if you're going to be into free speech, because like there's no other place for it. And honestly, we're going to die on this hill. Like every comic will fucking die on the hill of free speech or they're not a comic, right? They're a hack. Like if you're not defending free speech, what are you presenting? Mm -hmm. You're supposed to be challenging, right? You're supposed to be showing things in a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. there And there are many people that call themselves that pursue stand-up comedy who aren't pro free speech. That's why I left Chicago. There was a lot of people like that over there who were very anti-free speech, yet they were doing stand-up comedy. I think there's something interesting about that. It's like, that is. Uh, it's like a very narrow pathway. You can only joke about certain whitelisted subjects, yeah. and there's like uh, everything else is blacklisted. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't even say whitelist and blacklist these days, by the way. Yeah, even that. You can't. Yeah, yeah even that. I already crossed it's the It's a low list <laughs> and block list. Blacklist. Oh, that's funny, yeah. How about like high contrast, low contrast? It was just so stupid. People, get, I love that they get into like the master. Yeah, thing. master slave. You can't say that anymore. Yeah, master slave. I yeah. still say it though because it's work. It does the job. <laughs> I mean, what like primary, secondary? Like these are technical right. terms in computer science. Main, master yeah. slave means something very specific, and it has nothing to do with like slavery. It has everything to do with it's a word. Yeah, the. Uh, control well like how code is flowing anyway it's just i don't know one is beneath the other like there's the master right. here's what's beneath it um it's a word but it but it's not trying to like evoke you know images of american slavery and that wasn't why it was created and that's the disconnect like yeah. how do people not get like I get it. I'm. We get it. I most comedy fans. Get I just it. think these tech companies make way too much money. I worked at Snapchat for six years, and part of what kind of like broke the relationship, I feel, was this woke culture right. that was yeah. invading the company. And um, I just think at the time we made way too much money, way too easily, and so we weren't. And this is what I was saying. This is what I was complaining about the company that made people upset. I think, but I think nobody ever told me, so maybe it didn't. But uh. 
it was like, we need to focus on the business. We're an ads business. We sell, we harvest people's time and sell it to the highest bidder. That's our business. That's what we should be focused on. Politics is great. That's a great thing. Go work for the Daily Wire. Ben Shapiro might even be hiring. You know, like we are an ads business. We should be focusing on ads. Is <laughs> yeah, that what Snapchat that was? was? That was just like a thirst trap app. Uh, it's the best thirst trap out there. <laughs> well, you're still good at selling it. But they're all ads business. Like, right. you know, like uh, everything, is, is, is Joe Rogan's podcast, it's an ads business. Of course, yeah. Yep. This is an ads Pretty business. Pretty much. Pretty much. Any, unless you're selling merch or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you're, if you're selling ads, that is, you're trying to harvest as much of someone's time as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. That is like your top goal. You're trying to attention, maximize time yeah. and attention. Yeah. Right. Yep. And, and so that's the thing I wanted to focus on at, at snap, but they were very focused on like rewriting the whole code base to get rid of things like block list and allow list and <laughs> the, all this bullshit. And I'm just like, what, first of all, we're going to rewrite that eventually. Anyway, one day that code will become obsolete in the maintenance of it. Let's rewrite it. Then if we really care, mm-hmm. let's not go spend our time, energy and effort. Well, TikToks exist and is eating our lunch and uh, go rewrite the code base for woke rules. And so, so it sounds anyway, like, I don't yeah, work so there we're anymore. The same. We both had to, <laughs> re-adju- we had to leave a th- place because of what it, how we felt was too much of a certain ideology. Yeah. Infecting it. And of course that's all totally. this, every tech company has people complaining like Google. Yeah. Definitely. People have gotten famous just for that. Just for quitting Google or getting fired from Google. Yeah, that's hilarious. Although Google is one of my favorite companies. I know that they are like bad content moderators and they're not great for free speech, but I think they're like good players. First of all, they're again, they're an ads business. They need to sling ads. How are they going to do that? No advertisers want to put their stuff on a platform where you have Kanye West saying crazy shit about Jews, right? Like that's offensive to people. They don't want to hear that. And so you're not going to allow that kind of stuff on your platform. Why? To make money is not that crazy. Right. It's everyone. It's a capitalistic incentive. And so now I'm more playing by the rules. The thing I'm worried about with YouTube would be like if they started being like vaccine mandates or I don't know, like pushing agendas from the government like Twitter did. Mm -hmm. That's some scary shit. When collusion with the government is some scary shit. I don't think that's YouTube. I think that's Twitter. YouTube, I think, is trying to create the best possible platform for creators to be matched with advertisers. And part of that comes with content moderation. And that's why I don't mind playing by the rules. Like they took down my post the other day and I'm like, I, I see. I see why they did that. OK. Wow. Yeah. I haven't had anything removed yet, but I guess I see what you're saying. You got to actually focus on the business. What advertiser is going to want this? Is yeah. going to actually want their product. Right. <laughs> Listed along With my face talking about, you know, like. 100%. Because I put up some crazy shit, but I'm just focused on what I think is funny. And I know that there's an audience for it, but that doesn't mean there's advertisers for it. Right. Yeah. And so I don't think there's like a negative incentive to what they're doing outside of money. I don't think they're trying to like set the general discourse or be the arbiters of yeah. free speech. Okay. They're just trying to make Not more YouTube, money. Not YouTube. Yeah. Not YouTube. Yeah. But Twitter, I think there was tons of collusion. Have you seen any of these Twitter files with Elon Musk? Twitter files? No, yeah. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's pretty cool. So Elon Musk buys Twitter, 44 billion bucks. First thing he does is go in and start reading all the emails because uh-huh. it's all the company's data. And there has been massive, I've, I'm not even into it all. I still got to read it all. 
Um, but from what I've seen, there's massive collusion with the FBI and especially oh. around the Hunter Biden and basically anyone <laughs> that uh, the government didn't like in Biden's administration. Of course. They just got nuked. See, we all knew that already, but we didn't have the evidence. Yeah. We all fucking knew. Right. That we was, all knew it. Yeah. Now we're finding now out. Now we actually exactly. see. Like, we already, we just, yeah, we already knew that. Thank you. But yeah, yeah, it's fucking nuts. Yeah. The hundred, but yeah, the pot, the collusion. And like, I'm also pretty excited about Twitter these days and regarding free speech because Elon is such an absolutist. I'll have to ask him why I got banned then. Yeah. We got to, I'm sure it was just a technical thing. With him. Cause I doubt I post anything. That no, are you really banned or I don't know. That's the thing that I didn't get any notice or anything. I just can't tweet. That's I so confirmed weird. my email, confirmed my phone number, still can't tweet. So, it, and I did look up if I'm shadow banned and I, it has said yes. Wait, there's a lookup? There's a third party. Whoa, up. what's that called? Yeah. I don't know. I just Googled it and I get, it, 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 it told me, yep, you're banned from search or you're shadow banned from well, this. Well, know what I'm going to be doing and I can't even, <laughs> this afternoon. <laughs> what am I shadow banned and from? I can't even fucking tweet. So it sucks. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, but who cares? I had no followers anyway. So I don't really mind. It's just like, really? Elon? Come on. Yeah. Well, it may, I, I bet he targeted you. He knows who you are. He's fucking with you. I'm, I would, he would probably like me. He would probably like that. Some yeah. of that shit that I tweeted actually. Yeah. I don't know, but it's going to be cool though, because they have this free speech focus and they want to compete with YouTube on short form video. I think all video, but I think that's the new hot trend is short form. And I think that's because attention is being fractionated. And so, um, he wants to do rev share with the creators, the same as YouTube and, and to even outcompete them. Which, by the way, you can't outcompete YouTube. They have a billion daily actives. Like, I'm pretty sure it's a billion daily actives. Mm -hmm. There's no competing with YouTube. Like, they're the king. Everyone bend yeah. the knee. But uh, it's good for there to be a little competition. So at least we can get somebody fighting the king, you know, even if they can't win. <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah, you, I've always been a fan of YouTube just for the knowledge that I gained from it. You know, looking up anything you want to know. That's where I get the highest quality knowledge. Yep. As much as that's, that's a controversial statement though. Why is that? Because people will be like, are you kidding me? You get your information from YouTube. Because like, you get literally anything, medical information. So if you're competing with doctors that have medical degrees, I've learned way better information yeah. from YouTube than doctors. Same. So that's why it's controversial. That's funny that, I mean, I feel like I agree that you can get as quality on YouTube as anywhere else. Everything I've learned is from YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, any skill, even stand-up, well, what would I do? I would go and I'd watch every comedian, you know, like yeah. when I was like getting really nervous about trying it or whatever, thinking about trying it. Yeah, just like watch a ton of comics and be like, okay, what are they actually doing? Yeah. It took me the longest time to realize that they were memorizing and reciting things that they memorized. For the longest time, I think even after I started stand-up, I didn't know that they rehearsed I thought it. I was just... I thought it was all just off the top of their head. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, some people just think that. A lot of people think that. But it's like so obviously not that I don't right. know how well, I didn't realize now it for so long. Yeah. yeah. Right. That'd be crazy. That just, would be crazy. To just be able to do that, like George Carlin. <laughs> but then you get somebody like Dave Chappelle, and it kind of is off the top of his head because he is so smooth and yeah. practiced, and he's built up all these routines over years. Yeah. Like every, I'm kind of like getting into him more these days. I mean, I've obviously known about him forever. But I saw him on SNL um, and yeah, smooth. That's the word that just comes exactly. to mind. Super smooth. He's a smooth. jazz musician. It's like velvety, gelato, super smooth. Jazz, yeah. Yeah, like jazz. he doesn't, it doesn't matter. Jazz is he great. He could just go up there. He just starts playing the instrument. Yeah. 
Yes, it's an instrument. And it's a vocal instrument. The crowd is his instrument. Yeah, and his voice. Literally, his once voice. you become comfortable speaking into a microphone and once you become super confident because you know that your voice is good, you don't really need material all the time. But he has material. And of course. From his whole life. And he's just... Another thing that happens when you hang out with comics is you get way funnier and if you're not hanging out with comics you're gonna get less funny because comics are so fast first of all they're always hanging out and they're always getting ready to zing somebody for anything right uh i made a little zinger at you for your outfit or whatever i made a zinger at you yeah 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 like but you're it's just natural it's just like you want to see who can come up with something and that's the competition that is kind of like it's all play but it's fun too right and 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 yeah. you get sharp in that. It sharpens you way of up. Of course. I mean, yeah, that's why I got to keep going up at least a couple times a week to to feel like I'm funny. I don't know. Otherwise, it's hard to know if I'm really, you know, podcasting, I guess, is good. It's a workout for the voice, mm-hmm. for stringing words together. Mm-hmm. That's a skill. Mm-hmm. So that's part of it. That translates over to stand-up and just how to talk, how to flux, how to modulate your voice. I couldn't get in front of a crowd right now. If you gave me like a hundred people, I'd be nervous as fuck. Right. If you're not ready, you're not, you, I know if I'm ready yeah. for a set. Yeah. I would need two weeks probably mm-hmm. to be fully practicing stuff, listening to all my old mm-hmm. material and trying to rebuild something I want to talk about. Right. Yeah. I could feel it in my bones or not, if I'm going to be funny or not, you know? Yeah, but it does suck if you ever get into a place in life where like life's got you down and you just don't feel funny. <laughs> yeah, it happens. And, but then that's what makes a professional comic is they can be feeling like shit. They can be hungover. Anything can be happening. They can compartmentalize all that, bring the energy, the excitement yeah. in a way that's not fake. So like, cause that's the thing, everything that's fake gets discovered instantly on stage. Like that light burns it all out. And if you're not actually feeling what you're portraying, People are going to sense that instantly. And so you, whatever you're bringing onto the stage, it has to be genuine, including uh, the energy, even if you're not feeling it. You're right. You're right. They could tell if you're, if you're doing something fake. Yeah. So, but it's hard to always have energy. Yes, it is. Um, but yes. Sometimes I'm just not in the mood to do an open mic, but if it's a show... I have to figure out a way to get in the mood. Yeah. Open mics, yeah, that's optional. You know, somebody, I'm not going to take shit from somebody who says, oh, you, well, you're not doing an open mic today? Well, you're, fucking, you're not a real comic then. It's like, okay, sure, whatever you say. So what are you most excited about for comedy here in Austin in the next couple of years? What do you think it's going to be like in two, three years from now? Oh, man, that's such a long time from now because mm-hmm. comedy years are way more dense than non-comedy years. So mm-hmm. I could be a totally different at a completely different place in my career by then, I could be big by then. But so that's hard to think about. I know what I would want. I would want at least a hundred thousand followers on Instagram and at least making 50 grand a year. And what does the followers get you, gets you stage time? Is is that a question or? Yeah. Well, I was just wondering what, why, like why that number or whatever. It's a status thing. It just proves that I'm, I don't know. Yeah. Just a number. It's just a milestone to yeah. show that I'm a real uh, personality. That you've done enough entertainment where you've built up an audience and it's part of your lifestyle. Pretty and much. you're just a content creator. It's just to prove that I'm comedian. an entity on social media because social media is so fucking important. Yeah, it is. So that's it. It's just a milestone. It's not the only milestone. It's just one of them. 
as I've tried to develop a social media following, I've realized that even 10,000, that's a pretty big number, actually. That'd be great. That yeah. is a big number. And I think that's like enough to start getting stage time and booked and that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm already, you could, you could get stage time way before that yeah. just by sending a clip. Uh, yeah, I mean, kind of. It's like, a good clip. Wait, what clip? Oh, just to get sta- to get like a sh- to get stage time is one thing. To get big deal stage time, that's an, that takes that takes fame, or just being funny. I don't really think you need. I think a, there's no shortcuts in any of this stuff. To be a comic, you got to yeah, be I'm not saying funny. Yeah, I'm not saying the shortcuts. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, I know. I didn't. Say but to get a uh, stage time, all you need is a good clip. Oh, that makes sense. A yeah. good clip. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Then you can shop that clip around. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, it's not rocket science. Like being a professional stand-up is not that hard. It just takes work. Right. And you have to be talented enough and skillful enough to do the job. And motivated because you're actually enjoying it to like grind through the hate and the plateaus and mm-hmm. whatever else you're going to face along the way. Sure. And that gets easier as the longer you do it. Yeah. Once you realize that it's all bullshit, it, it is. gets easier. Wait, what part's bullshit? The hate, the the jealousy, the negative stuff is mostly bullshit. It is. It's all internal. If you are having, if you're funny and you know it, there's really not much that could hurt you in this business because you're, that's just a permanent thing. You don't lose your funniness. Yeah. I mean, but then it's hard to sometimes bring that funniness out in front of people on a stage and translate it. Sure. That's the skill part. That's the skill. That's what you work on, but the talent ain't going anywhere. Yes. And that's an important distinction that especially in building somebody's confidence is like, you can have a talent and not even be able to express it fully because you haven't built the skill. But you could tell it's there if you're talented yourself. It takes talent to see talent. Yes. So sometimes I could see somebody bomb but, but I could actually recognize, no, they're funny, despite the fact that the audience didn't get it, I got it. Yeah, they're and on I, the... And I tell them, like, hey, don't take that the wrong... Just because you so-called bombed, you're still... Fu- I could tell you're funny. Yeah, yeah, it's a skill. It's a total skill that is hard to build. Yeah, most people don't know who's funny unless they already have a following, unless they're already popular. Yeah, it most takes, people... Don't yeah. even have an opinion on anything. If you ask them, you're, you know, like yeah. you ask them a question, they'll ask what you think. It's like, exactly. that, that is the worst thing. I hate that. Espe- I hate yeah. That. Especially the harder it is, like the higher quality topics, the harder it is to form a good opinion on like politics. Who the fuck knows anything about politics? But why do you have to have a good opinion? Why can't you just tell me what you think, which is, I don't think anything, you yeah. know, like even yeah. if you don't care, just say you don't care. But like, yeah, don't be afraid to share whatever you think. Right. People would rather have a shitty opinion than not have. Boom. They just press a button. They'd rather have a shitty opinion that everyone shares yeah. than their own opinion that's correct. I yeah. thought is what you were saying. Or anything or just yeah. any opinion that is original that they actually thought of themselves. And people disqualify themselves too quickly and they say like, oh, I'm not even qualified to talk about this stuff like even us like talking about comics like there can be some snide comic who's done it like seven years and first of all if they're looking at this conversation in any other light than like oh look at those new fledgling performers they're just trying to figure it out right Mm -hmm. anything other than that which i guarantee that's not what they're thinking they're thinking fuck these guys they're never gonna make it and that thought is poison. It's fucking poison is to themselves you, for thinking. That's it. like the most negative thing you could possibly think. But for yourself, like e- even if you're thinking that about somebody else, you're, I don't know, like there's something in all of uh, 
in, in everything that you do to hurt somebody else that hurts yourself is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm just thinking about like, if people would actually think that about me right now, I'm sure of course some people would say that. Say what? That I'm never going to make it or something like that. Well, you need a couple more. Otherwise it's not a right, you know, that's a rite of passage. (laughs) You got to have a couple people say that to you. Oh yeah, of course. Of course that happens. But I take that as a like, okay. You know, anytime I've been close to a breakthrough in my life, and this has just been my whole experience, that's when people come out of the woodworks to try to take you down. Mm. And it's yeah. actually a pretty good signal that something is about to happen. Right. If you start hitting your stride, if yeah. you start getting a little bit of heat. That's when people start getting in the way. Yes. It's also when people start giving you more praise too, though. And giving you praise. Yeah. And give it, it's where the, it's, I guess it's attention, right? So you're getting praise and you're getting heat. Yeah. I mean, you're going to get both. Yeah. There's going to be the naysayers and there's going to be people that all of a sudden are your best friend because they see that you're doing well. So all of a sudden they start talking to you. What do you think of competition? Just a real thing. Um, like a, a real quick thing on competition. Like, do you think that there's some, some people say you should only compete with yourself, but other people compete against each other, like in sports and even in comedy, you're going to be comparing yourself naturally to people who are around where you're at. Right. Like we both have a new podcast, kind of newish. We both are newer into comedy. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to be, well, maybe you're a lot more experienced than me, but still like that Um, comparison game, should you, should there be comparison and competition between other comics and people, I guess, or should it always be to yourself? Yeah, I don't look at it as competition. I look at it as what is he doing right that I'm not doing. Okay. Like, okay. How can you learn? Yeah, like anything, even the technical, like the lighting, the angles of the lights. Like, okay, that's a better way to do it. I just want to learn how to improve mine. I don't really, and if somebody's doing better than me, it's like, okay, what are they doing that I'm not, that's it's like not really a negative thing, but I, I don't really look at it as me competing with them, really. I don't know. I, even though you are and the algorithms you apps you are yeah we're all competing yeah for but attention I, but i i'm just going by what i did last time what is my most popular clip yeah. let's try to outdo that yeah i think that's the way to do it yeah yeah so uh what do you got going here in austin you got any shows on the regular or like where can people find you how do we connect with you where do we when find this see you in up? austin uh, a couple of weeks, okay. uh, two, three weeks. So I'm going to be doing the High Tonight show on the December on December 20th. Nice, with Victor? With Victor Martinez Victor Jr. Victor Martinez Jr. So I'm very excited for that. He's been on the show. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did. He was really funny. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, and then my podcast is the main thing that I do. So that's the, called the Tim Weichselbaum Show, yet again. W-E-I, just type the, t- just type the first couple of letters. And, uh, yeah, and uh, Timmy Gusto podcast tour is what you're currently witnessing. So I'm very excited to be on this well hell yeah i'm uh, happy to be part of the timmy gusto podcast tour and everyone go follow timmy's stuff and um listen to his podcast it was really fun talking to you man i really thanks for having this. me it was fun all right thanks guys see ya